Hello and welcome to the Passion Fit podcast. This is episode one where Tom and Lydia will give you a little introduction into uh, Passion Fit coaching and how we work. Just a small advance warning that at the moment we have a few technical issues with the sound quality. Please do bear with us where we try to uh, fix that ready for the coming episodes. But in the meantime, we hope you still enjoy the content. Okay, so we're recording again. Let's pretend it's the first one. So we're recording this episode, episode one again. We've already recorded it once, but we discovered that one of the mics wasn't working. And why wasn't it working, Lydia? Because I hadn't pressed the on button. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, part it's all part of the learning process. So this is this is podcast number one A of the Passion Fit 1. Coaching one point one of the Passion Fit Coaching podcast series. And then we'll have a jingle, shall we? Who knows? Yeah, I might do the jingle on my ukulele. Okay, yeah, we'll see. So welcome to the Passion Fit Coaching Podcast, guys. This is the first, hopefully, of many that we'll be releasing on a Monday. Um, today's actually Tuesday, so we're a day late on our first one, but we've had a few technical issues to overcome. So hopefully we'll get this out to you every Monday. It's been a while that we've been just sort of debating and discussing whether a podcast was something we wanted to do. We didn't want to just do one because everyone was doing one. We didn't want to do one because um, we could. And, you know, there have been a lot of podcasts released over the last five or ten years. And we wanted to do it when we felt we had specific purpose to do so. And the reason we're doing it is because we feel like we've got an important message we want to get out there. One that is difficult to provide context to through normal written channels. And that's why we're doing the podcast now. And we're going to hopefully release different topics each week. And they'll give you an insight into the passion fit world, the way we do things, the way we think about things. And hopefully they'll add value to your journey too. Today's probably going to be a little bit more of an introduction into passion fit coaching, a bit of an introduction into me. I'll normally be delivering the podcasts. Lydia and Lauren will uh, provide some input. There's also the outside chance that Logan, our head of security, will provide some input. That could happen at any moment, in fact, especially as we shut him out of the room. And if he decides he wants to come in, he's perfectly capable of barking pretty loudly. So now you know Logan's not a person. Um, he's a dog. And um, But um, they'll mostly be delivered by me. And I'll be talking a lot about, like I said, the way that we do things. And occasionally Lauren and Lydia will, will contribute with uh, areas that they, they're specialists in and talk a little bit about their journey. So like I said, today's going to be a bit of an introduction. Lydia's going to be asking me some questions. Hopefully, they're questions that you want to hear answered. And if you've got any more of your own if you, for future weeks, then check them our way. Is that right, Lids? Yeah, that's it in a nutshell, really. That's it in a nutshell. Okay. So um, I'm Tom, in case you hadn't realised. Would you just say question number one? Oh, you can go for question number one. Yeah, go for it. Who are you? I, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> okay, so I am Tom. I am the coaching strategy creator for passion fit coaching uh, it's actually a title i made up myself but i guess it does mean something it means that i create the coaching strategy funnily enough so my role is largely to develop and evolve our coaching strategy and the way that we go about working with the people that we coach not just athletes but everyone that we coach i'm often mistaken for being the head coach and the leader of passion fit coaching i'm not and I, that mistake shouldn't really be made if you pay enough attention to what we do. My wife, Lauren, is the head coach at Passion Fit Coaching and the boss. 
Um, and I am definitely not. That is for sure. Uh, Lydia, do you want to tell the guys a little bit about... Do we call them guys, listeners? I don't know, listeners. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are as well? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Lydia. I am one of the coaches at Passion Fit. I run a bike fitting business called Passion Fitting. And I also race as a professional triathlete over middle and full distance. Fantastic. And you've done an Olympic distance a couple of times as well, haven't you? I have, but I didn't go any faster that then I do it so it's free then I do it Ironman yeah same speed shorter time yeah basically (laughs) okay so that's who Lydia and I are and you'll learn a little bit more about us over the coming weeks uh, as we get a little bit deeper into our journeys and what we do so what's the next question Liz so well what is passion fit coaching what is passion fit coaching about three questions okay so what is passion fit coaching let's start with that so passion fit coaching is a community uh, really so primarily founded around a coaching service um, but it is a community of people um, some of the people that are members of the community are people that we coach some are not most are but some are not and we provide different coaching services to people so we you know, the, the, the the bulk of our community is made up of fully coached athletes athletes who we coach across the whole of their journey and when I say the whole of their journey I don't just mean their triathlon journey I mean everything we coach them you know, obviously we are triathlon specialists, but we coach them across lots of different aspects of their lives. So we coach them for for their triathlon goals, but we also help develop their personal life, their, their, their level of function within their personal life and how that leads to them being a higher functioning version of themselves. We help develop them around their professional lives and how those things, three things align and interconnect and support each other. So that's what we do as coaches. We offer a few other bits and pieces as well. That's probably a little bit of a um, casual way of mentioning them, actually, isn't it? It's probably a bit unfair, but we provide a virtual program for athletes. So if you're a, a cyclist or triathlete or just somebody who wants to get fit, we provide a virtual program. All you need to be part of that is an internet connection and uh, uh, an indoor trainer. And um, I guess the easiest way to explain it would be a lot dissimilarly to Peloton. You, you know, take part at home. We provide coaching through an audio channel um, and you have the visuals on Zwift as well if you want to. We run groups, the, the groups could meet up on Zwift and we can see each other cycling in the virtual world. But, um, you know, the coaching is delivered through the audio platform and it's quite in-depth. So, you know, we provide, we're not just telling you go hard, go easy, a bit like a, like a spin class, mate. We're actually giving you content that will help you understand what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. So that's the virtual program we run. We also... Um, provide a mentoring service, a free mentoring service for athletes from 18 to 23 year olds. We have just launched a scholarship for one up and coming elite and or early professional athlete. There's a lot of reasons why we're limiting it to that type of athlete. We won't go into that today, but we're providing a scholarship. And uh, what else do we do? Uh, We provide endless pool sessions. So we provide swim coaching, swim teaching, and swim analysis and we provide um, or Lydia provides a bike fitting and bike coaching and consultancy service too so those are the things that we do through passion fit coaching we also deliver workshops we do we do so yes we also deliver workshops to well not just corporate businesses so we provide paid workshops so you have to pay us for the workshops if it's a corporate business um, we provide workshops focusing around uh, performance performance development, personal development, um, 
and I guess they can be aimed at any um, corporate team or department, but um, they probably have most value to people that are responsible for coaching and developing others within the corporate world or sales teams. Those are probably... Yeah, and, and staff well-being. And staff well-being, yeah. So, um, well, that's the way yeah, people that are coaching other people. But we can provide an introduction into the philosophy for the staff. We've done a lot of workshops for apprentices and, and graduates to help them you know, look at their journey a little bit differently. And those same workshops are workshops that we provide to clubs as well. So if you're a member of a club, or uh, so it doesn't have to be a triathlon club, it could be any sports club, it doesn't even necessarily need to be a sports club, we can provide a workshop that helps to talk a little bit about a different way of viewing your life journey and how you could adopt a different approach to make you feel more fulfilled, make you, help you develop resilience, help you to approach it in such a way that you feel in a lot more control of that journey and less overwhelmed by some of the things that we sometimes find difficult to deal with in everyday life. So yeah, kind of that's a brief overview. We'll probably cover this in a little bit more detail as the weeks go on, but that's a brief overview of the things that we do. Okay, I think I've covered everything, haven't I? Yeah. Okay, what's the next question? So, how did Passion Fit Coaching start? How did Passion Fit Coaching start? Okay, so my background is in my sport. I've got a, I've got an extensive sporting background. So I've been in and out of sport for, I don't know, like 30 years. And I've been coaching for 30 years. Um, I did 20 years as a, a top-level club hockey player. Um, I played Premier League and Division One hockey for about 20 seasons for various clubs around the country. Um, I've done a lot of hockey coaching, I've coached academies of hockey, I've done a bit of swimming coaching, personal training, fitness coaching, um, I did a lot of fitness coaching within the hockey clubs I was a member of, and so I've got quite a lot of sports coaching experience, as you can tell in the last 10 years, I, I've been triathlon coaching, so the last decade I've been triathlon coaching, but I also have 17 years of corporate coaching experience, plus I have a slightly unusual and unique I wouldn't say it's unique because a lot of people have probably experienced similar backgrounds to me, sadly, but I have a slightly complex childhood past, which provides me with a, a very specific set of skills that I can help to, to, to develop people. And when you interconnect my sporting experience, my corporate experience and my life experience, they allow me to, to coach in a, a very specific way. And I started Passion Fit Coaching because when I was 35 or 36, 36, I guess, I and 35, I think, I decided to retire from hockey and I'd been persuaded by a friend of mine to, to, to have a crack at a triathlon, so I did. It was Ironman Lanzarote, a strange place to start. It was supposed to be one and done and I really, really enjoyed it and I felt that it's something I wanted to do a little bit more of. So that's kind of where the triathlon journey started and I was struggling to identify a coach that I felt could help me. I didn't really know how to identify a coach that could help me. I was concerned that I'd experienced a lot of corporate and hockey coaches that had been very highly qualified but weren't necessarily as value-adding as I'd hoped they would be on my journey so because of that I sort of theorized that I could apply my own experiences to a different sport and would be able to develop myself as a triathlete sufficiently well so I decided actually that would be my challenge as well not just to, to, to be a triathlete but to coach myself and see if it worked if I could then expand that to helping support others so that was what I decided I was going to do. Um, that ended up in me deciding to actually leave my corporate job a couple of years later. 
So in 2015, I left Lloyd's Banking Group, which was the company that I worked for. Um, a decision that I probably should have made a few years earlier, but uh, you know, it's a difficult decision to make after so long, especially when you, you go into a situation where you've got no job and no income. But I made the decision to leave, leave Lloyd's Banking Group and um, embark on you know a, a different journey of being self-employed as a coach. And I set up Passion Fit Coaching nine to 12 months later. I opened my studio around about the same time. This was early 2016. And at that point started getting more into one-to-one swim coaching. I'd done swim coaching in the past, but one-to-one swim coaching and a bit of personal training. And then that evolved even more into triathlon coaching. And, and that's kind of where Passion Fit Coaching started. So I guess I, I wanted to fill a gap that I thought existed in the way that triathlon was coached, one that I'd perceived as being there, a gap I'd perceived as being there. I wanted to fill that. And um, that that became my journey. And I wanted to make sure that my coaching was delivered in such a way that people that perhaps found traditional coaching methods maybe a little bit overwhelming, a little bit intimidating, not as value-added as they wanted, might benefit from the slightly different approach that I was taking with them. So, yeah, that's that probably answers that question, I think. Yes? Cool. What's next? <laughs> You've got to stop asking what's next. I'll just segue nicely in. Right, so from starting in your, like, in the studio yeah. to where you are now, talk us through the expansion and how that's evolved from what you initially thought it might be to where we currently are. Yeah, okay, that's a good question. So when um, when we started, when I started Passion Fit Coaching, it was something I was doing on my own. Lauren was... Uh, working in the fitness industry as herself as a manager of a big um, a, chain, a big big gym as part of a, a national chain of, 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 of health and fitness clubs um, Lydia we didn't even know she, she wasn't even part of passion fit coaching then and I yeah started in a small garage locker which I sort of renovated and tidied up you know myself with the help of quite a, a few friends and um, I, I bought an endless pool um, got hold of some watt bikes, treadmill, etc. And I just sort of launched, I guess. Um, and um, I wasn't really sure exactly what direction that it would go in at that point. And in fact, originally the idea was to provide personal training predominantly to help people deal with mental health challenges, and particularly for people who had been victims or survivors of abuse or trauma linked to historic abuse because that's my my background and um i wanted to, to use my own experiences to help people you know in the way that i'd been able to help myself through exercise so i'd found um <clears throat> i get we, we maybe we won't talk about this so much today we'll maybe talk about this this piece of the journey a little bit an, another time but you know I, I wanted to make sure that i was able to use the self-help strategies i'd employed myself to help others so that was the original plan but because I was taking part in triathlon and, you know, it was going relatively well. I, you know, I was an age grouper. Starting a sport at 36 makes it, you know, challenging. But, you know, it was going relatively well. And, you know, people naturally then tended to come to me to ask them for support with their triathlon journey. And eventually it got to the point where pretty much everybody I was helping was involved in the sport of triathlon in one form or another. <clears throat> and like I said, I, I'd set out on that mission to to use my own approach to see if I could develop myself and then that evolved into helping others so that's kind of where it went and you know, obviously over time you refine the structure of your coaching product and service 
and that's changed a lot and it, it keeps changing all the time and um, eventually we got to the point where <clears throat> the, the demand for what we did probably exceeded what I was able to do on my own an opportunity came up to move premises from the tiny premises we were into a slightly bigger premises on the same street so um, uh, Lauren and I decided that we'd have a crack at that and um, we we took on the new premises Lauren decided that she would leave her role and we thought we'd have a go at doing it as a, as a couple and we did and, and, and it worked reasonably well uh, unfortunately for us that was not long before lockdown so that made things more complicated but we did we, we expanded to a bigger premises we expanded the number of, of, of athletes and individuals we were able to help and um, yeah that sort of took us I guess up to up to lockdown and then after that um, then just at the beginning of lockdown uh, and the pandemic um, Lydia joined the team didn't you Lids? yeah um, an odd time for you to join I guess Yeah. It's worked out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Lydia, um, you know, left her corporate job and, um, you know, decided to come and, and join Lauren and I with the bike fitting side of things. So we expanded to, to provide the bike fitting service as well. Lydia had coach, coached athletes of her own. So then there was the three of us, right? Yeah. Um, and during the pandemic, we, we experimented with different ideas around, the coaching services because of course you know lots of things changed and some of those things we've kept some of them we haven't and so that's kind of a brief overview of the evolution the coaching approach and philosophy has evolved a lot too i wouldn't say we necessarily coach people differently but we've probably formalized and structured our framework in a, in a, very, in a more specific way um, our coaching framework our coaching philosophy is much more specific now it's easier to explain to people because obviously as we've learned things we, we've, we've put it together into a specific way of coaching um, and that's something that's really important to us too and that's something that we're very proud of and that's probably the thing we want to talk about the most over the coming weeks is what that looks like how it works how it impacts and supports people so yeah so that probably links into nicely to why are we actually different so why is passion fit coaching different and what can yeah okay so i think that that again that's probably something that will come become clearer over the coming weeks because there's a lot to the answer to that question and and some of those things you wouldn't even know if unless you were involved but passion fit coaching is different in the sense that for most triathlon or endurance sports coaching companies the primary focus is on the training piece what training you're doing i mean don't get me wrong there's obviously nutrition recovery rest all those things you know that are important in fact you know you could argue that rest recovery sleep actually the foundation of a training program but <clears throat> the the focus tends to be on that that tends to be what people are paying for and uh, that's not really how I saw the sport um, because of my coaching background because of my personal background because of the coaching mentors I had I didn't see triathlon that way I always felt that the triathlon the, the training program was much of a muchness you know there were just different ways of combining the same ingredients and that fundamentally a very basic training plan delivered consistently enough for long enough would provide a sufficient outcome for most people that that it wasn't the training plan that normally was the restricting factor in unlocking individuals potential it was other things it was different stuff it was behaviors it was 
behavioural choices, it was mindset, attitude, sustainability, all the consistency, all these things. And so what I what I wanted to do was establish a different way of coaching but that helped support those things. So when you're part of Passion Fit Coaching, the training plan is a very, very tiny part of what we do. Obviously, we provide training plans. Clearly, you can't take someone on a triathlon journey without having a training plan. There has to be a plan. Um, but most of the time, particularly for the athletes I coach, that I spend with them is focused around the other things. You know, it's focused around behaviours, it's focused around supporting them with their personal lives, their professional lives, aligning and integrating those things together, helping them see things a little bit differently, helping them develop behavioural skills um, and move them towards a higher functioning version of themselves that will ultimately unlock greater levels of their potential. And in fact, in my case, one of the primary goals I have with athletes when I start working with them is if I can, within six months, to move them to the point where they write their own training plan. That doesn't mean I don't have involvement. Don't get me wrong. You know, of course, I oversee all of that. So an athlete, let's get an athlete writes a couple of weeks of training in. I'll obviously oversee and make sure every single session is appropriate. But at the end of the day, the athlete knows far more about their scheduling, far more about their life than I could possibly ever know. And, you know, what I'm more interested in is why they've chosen the sessions they've chosen, how the sessions help support their athletic goals but not just their athletic goals all the other goals they might have in their life too um and you know even giving those athletes the autonomy to change the decisions that they make within sessions or before sessions um about what they're going to do you know I, i'm equally as interested in can you use your training sessions to engage with your family your stakeholders as i am in you know What's the best training session for you to do physiologically? You know, actually, if doing a different session allows you to have one of your kids join you on the bike, then that might be the right one to do that day. So a really different approach to things. And there are other coaches out there, I think, that are doing similar things to us, but not the, not quite the way we're doing it. I think the really big differentiator with us is is this. Lots of coaching companies, one in particular stands out to me as being fairly progressive with the way they think and that they talk a lot about integration. It's, a, it's, a, it's an American-based company. Integration of, seamless integration of training plans into people's lives, considering all the factors to make sure that the training plan is individualized to the person and their lifestyle so that the opportunity to help them perform at their best level in their circumstances is achieved. The big difference with us is that performance isn't the goal. Performance is a side effect of the goal. Our programs, our coaching is designed to help you become a higher functioning version of you, a higher functioning human on your terms, around your parameters, around your circumstances. And the performance that you experience will just be a side effect of that. And I believe that you'll actually end up unlocking even greater levels of your potential perform at a higher level than you may be expected if you get that right so actually it's a little bit different in that respect so hopefully that gives a brief overview of what we do um again these are the things we'll be going into more depth with over the coming weeks but for now that that hopefully gives you a little bit of an insight into how we're different and here we go so what is your long-term vision uh okay good question um i don't know if i'm allowed to say this we'll see because Laura might kill me. So my long-term vision is fairly altruistic. My long-term vision is that I would love to only coach people for free. 
look, there's no, I'm not going to beat you around the bush. We're not cheap. All right. We're not at the bottom end of the scale. We're not, expe- we're not are we expensive. It depends on your perspective. And there's a really big difference between cost and value. They're not the same thing. And there are a lot of triathlon coaches out there charging, you know, pennies. And I'm not, I'm not sure whether that's good or, or, or bad for both the, the, the coaching industry and the athletes themselves. But that's another debate. Um, you know, we're not cheap. Um, and But my vision is, and there's a reason for that. Um, and again, maybe it's one, you know, we can do short podcasts each week to talk about these kinds of things. But the main reason is that we've experimented with you know, different charging structures and what we found is fundamentally everybody ultimately wanted the same thing which was full coaching you know anyone that was paying for less wanted more and you ended up giving them more anyway so it's better to have less athletes paying the same amount for um the best individualized service you could provide than have different people paying for different things even if that made some people not being able to, to, to take to be part of the passion bit community because of the cost it still fundamentally worked out better but the long-term goal of this is this. The long-term goal is to only provide a scholarship program. So what I mean by that is that everybody is coached for free. Now, if I was financially independent, then um, that would be the way that we would do things. If we can find a way to create revenue without having to charge coaching clients, that will be the vision. That's the vision. That's the goal. So, for example, if we were able to expand our corporate coaching further to the point where we generated enough revenue that way and we could redistribute the wealth. I sound a bit like Robin Hood to that right now, but if we could redistribute the wealth and allowing us to then coach our athletes for free, that's what we'd want to do. Yeah, and we have been able to coach athletes for free in the past where they've bought sponsorship, for example, to the Passion Fit community. So they've bought sponsors in who've invested in Passion Fit and that's meant that we've been able to um, then you know, offer that athlete free coaching. Let's, I'm going to have to pause it there, I think, because I'm pretty certain the head of security, Logan, wants to come in. So, quickly. Okay. Liz is just going to let the dog in. <laughs> so, um, Logan is a monumental diva and most of the world revolves around him. Um, he's also probably going to be pestering even more in a minute because he's 36 minutes away from his dinner and he seems to be able to tell the time by all accounts so we'll see so um yes i was saying that um uh you know that would be the goal would be to provide everybody with a scholarship and that um you can probably have the dog drinking in the background as well now and yes we don't know how to edit uh, this you might have to just listen to him doing so um so the idea is to do that and like i said if we can generate that revenue from elsewhere the way that responses corporate contracts etc then you know We'd like to be able to provide scholarships to people, and if individuals can do that, and it has been done in the past, you know, we're happy to coach people for free if they're able to bring you know revenue in. So there's a bit more to it than that. So I don't want people to hold me to that, and I'm sure Lauren might have something to say about it because she is the boss. But that's kind of the vision. The vision is to just help as many people as we can. Um, you know, as many people that want to be helped can be helped. We want to help as many of those as we can. Get our message out there, engage with people in a different way, and try and get people help people to feel really differently about their journey I feel you know a way I feel I feel differently in a way that they've never been able to feel about it before um, I think that's how transformational our approach can be but it's difficult getting the message across and that's the point of doing the podcast so you know 
podcast supports the vision because it's another way of helping people understand what we can do, how we can do it. Um, so yeah, hopefully that helps. Okay, and then the last question. So who is Passion Fit for? Who can get involved? Where do you have to be based? And how can you get involved? Okay, good question as well. They're all good questions each, aren't they? Maybe I'm quite good at this. <laughs> Um, I hope I'm as good at answering them as you are asking them. Okay, so the answer to the question is, I guess passion fit is for everybody. With a caveat. The caveat is that one of the things that we want to hold people to is, if you want to be involved with passion fit, you have to make a positive contribution to the culture. So one of the things you have to do is you have to add value. You can't just pay to be part of passion fit or, um, you know, bring money to passion fit to be part of it you know you can't just be a coach in passion fit and be part of it you have to add some value you know so being part of the passion fit journey whether you pay don't pay whatever it might be is dependent on you doing that you have to bring value to other members of the community you have to help support the evolution and development of the culture in a positive way you have to add value to people away from the passion fit community using your journey with passion fit to do so it isn't enough for you to just like I said, pay your direct debit for your coaching, pay your direct debit for your virtual program, whatever it might be, and not make a contribution. Obviously, that contribution comes in many different forms for people. Um, and, you know, certainly for the athletes that are on the virtual program, you know, it might be more difficult for them to add, you know, significant value. But we still want people to, you know, be the type of people that even in a small way can add value. So that's one of the caveats, really. So it's anybody who is happy to consider they will be expected to add some value to the culture of the community, in so, at least in some small way. Um, and But one of the things that we're often mistaken for being, or the type of athlete we're often mistaken for being for, is high performance. That really isn't the case. I don't quite know how that perception has come about, because... Obviously, we do have high performers. And when I say high performers, I mean people who perform at a high level relative to others. You know, Lydia's a professional athlete. She's won two full distance Ironmans. She's only done two and she won them both. You know, Ironman Lanzarote. She's, you know, she's performed at the very top of the sport. And, you know, Michelle van der Venter is another athlete, an age grouper who's done the same thing. But they're only two people out of many, many athletes that we've had and do have as part of our community, and many of the athletes we coach are equally as accomplished, but they're just in different circumstances from Michelle and Lids. And we, we, you know, we, I'm always a bit perplexed that people don't understand that it doesn't matter who you are, how much experience you've got, what your background, how good you could or couldn't be, how good you do or don't want to be, matters to be part of passion. It just doesn't. So, you know, if the, culture the philosophy the kit because it is pretty cool kit um you know it's something that appeals to you get in touch with us and we'll have a conversation with you about how you can get involved even if cost is a barrier still get in touch because we you know there's always a solution right to, to, to a problem and you know we won't always find the solution we won't we may not always find it straight away but there's always a chance that we can and so if you think that passion fit is something you want to be part of, get in touch with us and we'll talk to you about how. It's not right for everybody. Um, not everybody can make the right contribution to the culture and the community. It's not an easy thing to do, adding value in that way. 
and you know but um you know we can certainly work with you on that and um do what we can to bring you into something we really believe in okay that's all the questions that i have for you that's all the questions did i did we did we we miss anything that you think is important that we need to get out today in this first episode well probably that you're the um you're the kit designer (laughs) that's very yeah, that's very important. Yeah, so we get a lot of feedback on our kit, actually, don't we? Um, you know, it's quite colourful. Um, Where did the colour pink come from? That's probably what you're Oh, that's a, about. okay, yeah, yeah. Another great question. Uh, you're nailing it today. Um, okay, um, so where did the colour pink come from? So obviously the kit's not pink anymore. It was originally, or there was a lot of pink was kind of the brand colour. Um, it, it's because when we launched back in 2016, it's funny, isn't it, how quickly, like, the world has moved on and things have moved on. Um, sorry, Lydia just bashed her microphone. Um, back in 2016, pink was just not a colour that men wore. To the point where I actually had people, we had a team, we launched a team back in 2016. And a couple of male members of that team actually said to me, I am wearing pink. And I actually thought that I was going to have to make a different kit for them because they wouldn't wear pink, right? And you know, I just thought, Sodom. Um, I'm not doing that. I was like, you don't want to appear pink, then you're not in the team. Um, and the reason I chose pink is primarily just because I, I like it quite a lot. That is the main reason. Um, and um, But also because, you know, like I said, it, it doesn't seem weird saying it now because things have changed so much. But back then, it, it was about sticking two fingers up to people and the stereotypes that people associated with things like kit colour, kit design, that kind of thing. You know, I'm, I'm quite a flamboyant person would that be a way to describe me um i am um, you know i i wouldn't say that my my, my personal image conforms to too many stereotypes I, I don't know maybe it does i don't know but so you know the kit was probably i, I guess a, a, a representation of a bit of who i was and what i wanted to wear and then so pink was a big color for us and then uh over the years oh, during lockdown wasn't during the pandemic we brought the rainbow pattern in to the design to sort of represent that inclusiveness diversity um and you know that supportive culture that we felt that we had particularly during that time and it stuck you know it stuck because it represented a lot of what we stood for um and so we kept it and that's where the rainbow colors come from and um the actual designs and the way design evolves is because um, champion systems i don't know I, I, should we give them a plug we have given them a plug haven't we have been with us since we started um and um th- th- they've always been i'm a bit of a stickler for customer service and the customer service has just been off the chart you know i'm not easy to please and um the, the boys there there's only two of them and, and they just provide me wonderful customer service i have they tolerate my my perfectionism when it comes to the kit they tolerate um my uh relentless design changes and tweaks and ideas and i have access to the design team and i i wouldn't say i have a background in design but my family's quite design oriented my, my dad and my sister are quite you know artistic and you know i designed the logo um and um my dad designed like all the logos for businesses he ran and worked for and so um uh you know i have ideas and, and i'm able to implement those ideas and um you know that's kind of it you know every time i have an idea i make adjustments to the kit it really annoys lauren because um, it normally means us buying more kit um just because 
I want it most of the time but um yeah that's that's kind of where the kit design comes from we get loads of positive feedback about it people love it some people think it's a bit too much but you know obviously I, honestly I just I don't care um I think it looks great um and um yeah that's kind of where it came from oh and the other th reason was that because one of the things if any of you have ever watched a triathlon right and you've ever tried to watch a mate doing a triathlon and they're wearing black or blue or even white it's just so hard to see them isn't it right so whereas you never miss us and in fact that that was another reason where the pink came about i wore a pink visor one year at a race just because it happened to be the visor that someone um gave to me to use and um lauren's was great because i can i can see i've been able to see you so easily all day so i was like okay well there's another good idea i love pink pink stands out okay let's go for it so yeah there you go that's kind of where the background to the kit was that was a long answer wasn't it for that question yeah i wasn't expecting it to be no Okay, so that's it, is it? Yeah, that's it. So if you've liked the podcast today, let us know. If you haven't, well, also let us know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got quite teflon on shoulders. Um, if you can share it, like, subscribe, all of that sort of stuff, then make sure you get the word out that's here. And if you've got any questions for us that you want us to cover or topics, send them in and we'll have a look and review them. Yeah. So that's episode one. I'm sure we'll get better as time goes on. We've never done a podcast before, so hopefully we'll get better as time goes on. And um, we'll try and cover topics that people find interesting. Um, you know, we're not doing this to try and get more listeners. We're not trying, We're not doing it to try and promote our product to get more customers. We just want to make sure the message is out there in a way that, in a different way that you know, people can pick it up from. And um hopefully it will help some of you and that's the primary goal and you know there's things that we can talk about that will help you more let us know we'll we'll talk about them. um okay that's it thanks very much for listening yeah cheers guys bye bye